Age of Radio. everybody we are back this is episode 177 of the dark windows podcast my name is kevin well, i'm kevin and we're three episodes away from 180 wow yeah not usually a milestone but hey fuck it we'll take it that's 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 a lot <laughs> it is a lot a <laughs> lot me. of a recording it sure is I, I would like to go back and figure out how many fucking hours we've put out yeah and how many re-records we've had to do and... yeah well we can't count those because they didn't get released <clears throat> but those count into the hours. No, I mean, we'd have to go just go on the amount of released content that we have, but I know it's a lot. No, I, no I'm, I'm counting in the re, re-recording. We, you, can't, you can't accurately count it, though. Yes, you can. How? We've had to re-record within a day. Yeah, but you can't accurately count how many hours that is. Listen, yes, you can, because it's basically the same as what we've done for each episode. Not always. Because we've had some where we've had short episodes we've had to re-record, and they've turned into fucking hour and a half things because we just, you know, get on topics and shit, but... All right, I agree. So, you ready to do some cowboy shit? Now we're doing cowboy shit? You're, we're doing cowboy shit. Well, what's ca- I asked the question, what's the difference between cowboy shit and regular shit? And then you gave me the answer. There's a big difference. There is a big I'm difference. I'm like, well, I want to know. Is it smellier? Is it no, no, not that goopier? Not, not that kind of shit. Like oh, activity shit. Oh, <clears throat> well, you just said shit. Because uh, I'm not going to say cowboy activity because that makes it sound like I'm trying to arrest somebody for it. Is it nefarious activities? Or <laughs> is it? Uh... <laughs> well, I don't like you. You and I both know that fucking lawmen back in the day were just as nasty as the guys that they were chasing. So this is a lawman. Yes. Okay. Not a good guy still, because none of them were. None of them are fucking saints, you know? But is he a badass? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who is this said fellow? So, since we're doing cowboy shit, you obviously can't do cowboy shit without a cowboy name. You but, just love that, that term, dude, cowboy, cowboy shit's shit. fun. You just but, can't say cowboy things, stuff, you know. But luckily for him, Dallas Stoddenmeyer had that covered. Never heard of him. Dude, if there's ever been a cowboy name, that's one of them. Yeah, well... Yeah. That ranks up there. That's like, when you think Cowboys, you're like, fucking Dallas. That's, that's like, who. That's like right up there with Colorado. You know, Colorado. You know. Colorado Mitchell, famous gunslinger. You're fucking right. God damn it, I want to write that story now. <sighs> Just the only teetotaler cowboy. Because <laughs> everybody else is a fucking drunk, and he's like, no, I'm not going to take it. I will have... A malt, please and thanks. Yes. And you just fucking blow some dude away at the faro table. <laughs> you cheated me, you son of a bitch. Listen, listen. <laughs> Nobody made any honest money playing fucking faro. That is like the most rigged game there ever was. Uh, I mean, the house always won. You never won playing faro. I don't know. I never played faro. I never. I don't. I don't think faro is still played. Probably and... not because it's a crooked ass game. Well, but how do we know if we've never played it? From all everything I've ever seen, like any of the research I've ever done where that game has come up, it's always been shifty as fuck. Are you trying to say the house always wins? Yes. Well, the house always wins in gambling. Not necessarily. A lot. You can win, but you never win at Pharaoh. 
Well, the, that's why, like, the house doesn't want you to count cards in blackjack. You know, because that's cheating. Yeah. It's according to them. It is cheating. <laughs> well, they cheat anyway. How do they cheat? I, they do. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They just, listen, I've been to blackjack tables. I know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, high roller? How much did you win? Not a fucking thing. Oh, because you got everything. cheated. Because you got cheated by the house. Everything. Because you have shit luck, you got cheated by the house. No, because the, the, the game's fucking rigged. Come on. Blackjack is rigged. Yes. It's called counting. You look at your cards and you go, okay, that's not quite 21, but it's close. I shouldn't hit again because if I do, I'm going to go over. No, just because you hit doesn't mean if you have other people at the table, you have to con- you know, put their their cards into play as well, plus the dealer's cards. And then you have to figure out, okay, well, what's left? And then you go, oh, shit, hmm, should I hit or go, you know, stay? And you always get fucked. Well, yeah, because you have to account for other people's cards when the dealer only has to account for theirs. So they stay closer to 21. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me you got cheated at poker, and I'm like, fucking how? Stupid bets? That's not cheating. That's just, you know, bad time. I just don't play poker. Huh? I just don't play poker. I love poker. So anyway, Dallas was born December 11th, 1845, to uh, Lewis and Elizabeth Stoudemire. He was one of nine kids, which, again, at the time made sense because it's free labor. Um, He was born in... Aberfoyle, Alabama, which I didn't know was a real place. Um, and in 1862, at the age of 17, he joined the 45th Alabama Infantry of the Confederate Army. Speaking of Alabama, sorry, I have to get up on topic of this one. We're talking about Alabama. How's that off topic? Well, no, it's not. Well, no, it's not really off topic because it has to do with the Civil War. Okay. Okay. So, Hit me. Whack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Blackjack reference, dickhead. No, no, no. Oh, no. I'll stay. Um, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> Kiss my ass. No, thank you. Anyway, so, no, uh, I just read in, um, I just read in, uh, oh, what the fuck was it? Uh, something on, on the news. Something in the news. I can't remember, like, totally what it was. I think it was something for COVID or something. I don't know. Because that's all the fucking news is anymore. Well, it was about, they were talking about places that not getting the shot or something. Well, Alabama came up as one of of the few places. And actually, there was a town um, in Alabama that, uh, that most of the people refused to get the shot, like a vast majority. Okay. And they actually the only reason why they mentioned them is because they were one, the only um, town in all of Alabama that when Alabama seceded from the Union, they said, no, we are not. <laughs> wow, it's almost like they have common sense. I guess. It's crazy. I mean, I could, you know, hey, listen, I've always said, you know, I can see partially why the South did it, you know. I mean, it's kind of some, some people's feelings of w- how things are going now. Being told you have to do things you don't want to do. You know, being told you have to get a shot because, you know, that's what's mandated. And, you know, it, it will help everybody and the blah, big, blah, blah, blah. The big well. difference is you don't own somebody. You know what I mean? But that's not what it was about. Oh, I know. But that's what everybody makes it about. But they don't. But that's not what it was about. It was about states' rights and telling you what you can and can't do. And they're like, listen, 
no, you can't fucking tell us what you what we can do in our own state. Right. This is our state. Right. And that's kind of where, you know, states' rights kind of, you know, meshed in with it. And then, then it, oh, well, now we're going to talk about slavery, too. You know, and yeah. you know, Abraham Lincoln, oh, well. He didn't I mean, give a fuck, though. He didn't give a fuck about slaves. No, no. But anyway, that's not, that yeah. was just a little off topic. And, um, All good. But, yeah, there was just, you know, I just had had to bring it up because we were, you just mentioned Alabama and the Union and, yeah. you know, stuff. So I was like, oh, cool. Well, he, he didn't last too long there in the 45th Alabama Infantry because they found out he was only 17, which they still okay. wanted you to be 18 to join, apparently. Yeah. Um, just because you were a man. Right. Technically, but, I mean... They were popping kids out at fucking 15, so... Nah, not... I mean, sort of. That was the quote. That was girls. Well, obviously. When was the last time you saw a boy pop out a kid at 15? Well, no. I'm <clears> saying, you know, men didn't pop out. They were, you know, it was like... Jesus Christ, 18 is like middle age back then. You know? Wow. You got a fucking mortgage. You got a lean on the farm. Bank man coming down to take your property. Meet him at the mailbox with the fire, <laughs> the forty five seventy, and you're like, "Listen here, uh huh, fancy suit." Uh, but he did reenlist March eighteenth of eighteen sixty four, so he was allowed to actually serve this time. So he he waited a couple years, went back, and was like, "Cool." Yeah, yeah, it was still going on. Oh. Now, what he did in those two years in between there is a mystery, but judging by what we're gonna learn about him, it was probably nothing good. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, um, um, let's 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 hear it. Yeah, and, and well, again, there's there's no record of it, but what we're going to talk about a little bit later on, it was he was probably up to some not good shit. Um, there are some conflicting stories that he had he was uh, injured during the Civil War. Um, very very possible that he was shot at least twice in combat. Okay. Okay. Um, had to hurt because it's a it's a it's a round ball, right? Because they did have. Because later on, spoiler alert, he dies. Um, no way. He does because he's not still alive because he would be fucking three hundred years old. <laughs> um, but when they did the autopsy, they did find at least one round in him that didn't. I'm not going to say didn't belong to one of the guns that killed him. Couldn't have been fired from one of the guns that killed him. Because it was a rifle round. <laughs> huh. So, yeah. So, right after the war, in 1867, he moves to Columbus, Texas with his brother-in-law and this fucking guy. <sighs> Abenigo <laughs> and his sister-in-law, Virginia. Um, like, a, like many other Confederate veterans, he kind of left home. Went down to Mexico because there was a little bit of a war going on there, um, the Mexican Civil War. And um, he would kind of fight on the side to keep Emperor Maximilian in power. Um, this worked for a bit, but eventually Maximilian would be overthrown and then executed by firing squad June 19th, 1867. Um, that's that's a war that I know literally nothing about, but I would be interested in learning some about. Because... Civil wars tend to be pretty nasty. Well, wasn't know? there? It wasn't their last one though, because they had another one after that. Right. Uh, this might have been the the War of Independence down there. I don't know. 
Um, maybe that maybe that was. But maybe this is was... also the time like that very short window from Spain, yeah. When France kind of owned Mexico. Because Napoleon III was a huge supporter of Maximilian like sending weapons, sending ammunition, munitions, guns, shit like that. Well, if they didn't own it, they just, you know, might as well have. Because it was still a Spanish colony cuz they still owned at the time they owned uh what? Texas all the way I mean, well, no, not Texas, well, yeah, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California, parts well, of California. No, at least. By the time the Civil War, Texas was its own state because the they had fought for, you know, to kick the Mexicans out the of Spanish, their own land, kick the Spanish out <laughs> of their own land. Um, we have a tendency to do that pretty effectively. Well, but that was like local people, you know, kicking. I mean, they're like, you know, hey, we don't want to fucking deal with you. But here's the thing. They they were independent and joined the Union under the clause that if we don't like it, we get the fuck out. Oh, Texas? Yeah. You know, one of the few states that can do that. Because they could go, well, fuck it. We can also go back to Mexico. What you going to do? Yeah, and they can still do that. I mean, they're the only one that, you know, when they joined, were able to... What are they going to say? No. I mean, If you dig deep enough into it, we have a clause in Vermont where we can leave the, the union also and become our own thing. But that would be a terrible fucking idea because our economy is already trash. Yeah, I mean. And what are we going to do? Become part of Canada? Well, that was one of our choices. Fuck that. I moved was, to New Hampshire. One of our choices was to be part of Canada. Yeah. And it's not even the good part of Canada. We couldn't be, like, hooked up with Ontario. I know. Those French fucks. Um, Ruby Quebecers. So after all of that shit in Mexico, Dallas returned to Texas, um, worked in his brother's farm in Colorado County, also worked as a wheelwright. Um, so the guy's making wagon wheels, shit like that. Yeah. Just kind of manual labor stuff. That's, you know, it's, it's uh, honorable work. Right. Well, what's, Hard work. what's not necessarily honorable work is from 1870 to 1873, he wandered Texas and just south into the Mexican, uh, over the Mexican border mm-hmm. doing, quote, odd jobs. And uh, according to some legends and stories, he was part of a, a cattle wrestling gang, which I would not be fucking shocked by. Uh, quote, odd jobs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm working farms and shit. Motherfucker, you're stealing cows. Um, Bendito. Like, what, like Bendejo is more like it. No, 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 <laughs> Bendito. No, what, what would they? Uh, Cause, like, wasn't there a? Uh, there was a, a group that were doing that, kind of like what? Uh, weren't they the the the? Oh fuck the the, the ones that were. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't a social. No, never mind. Are I'm you, just are, trying to. Think are you of, thinking from Tombstone, like the Cowboys? Yeah, but yeah, they were, same difference. They were a real, yeah. The Cowboys were a real thing. Yeah, but I mean, probably probably wasn't associated with them. Probably was something that no. This is more like a probably like a more centralized like local little thing. Yeah. Um, there's also stories that he was going further south into Mexico with a few other guys hunting for uh, Emperor Maximilian's lost gold that had supposedly been buried at the base of a mountain somewhere. Okay. Um. But he would eventually find his calling, January seventeenth, eighteen seventy four. When he joined the ranks of the legendary Texas Rangers, the real ones, not the mediocre baseball team, like the real Rangers, yeah, like the Walker Texas Rangers. They've been around for a long fucking time. The Walker's shortbread Texas Rangers. 
That'd be the Scottish Texas Rangers. You're reaching now. I am, but you're reaching real I got, far. Hey, 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 hey! I'll take it where I can get it. Okay. Somebody's got to be they funny. Goddamn it! They they actually have the the furthest reach of any law enforcement, aside from the U.S. Marshals. Yeah. In, yeah. and they've been around. I think just as long or longer. Probably somewhere in there. I think there may be there. I think there was U.S. Marshals at this time. But all all of those states down there had their own branches of Rangers, like you had. You know, New Mexico Rangers, you had Arizona Rangers, shit like that. Yeah, but there was... Uh, they were basically know. like the state police. They could go fucking anywhere they wanted and do what they needed to do. Well, a marshal, a marshal was that. Right. A marshal Unless you were was... a town marshal. No, that was just a sheriff. No, they, they had town marshals because... Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, the company you joined was, uh, was Company A, which was run by Captain J.R. Waller. And in no time, Dallas Stoudmire became a sergeant. Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. It, it kind of it, it caught me a little bit, too. I couldn't really find anything on him, but the name rang a bell. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, that... Okay, never mind. Sorry. So the area he and the other his fellow rangers covered would go from Aerith County north up to Stevens County and then back down south uh, to the southwest into Brown County, which is a huge area. I looked it up. It's It's sizable. Is it? It's basically central Texas. Like where there's fucking nothing now. There was still nothing then. But uh-huh. it's basically right smack in the middle of Texas. Oh, wow. And it's a big, big area. Oh, fucking Texas is what? Uh, this third largest state? Second. After Alaska. Is it bigger than... Bigger than... Uh, California? California? Oh, yeah. And the only reason Alaska is the biggest is because they have all the, the islands and shit that helps. But, yeah, but Alaska's fucking huge. Alaska's fucking huge. Well, it's t- at least top three, you know, for states. That's, we'll put it like that. Yeah. And, of course, this is this is back before, you know, obviously before cars, before the railroad was going through central Texas. This was all on horseback. So he, he was covering a lot of ground. Out in the fucking sun, you know, just being miserable. I'm assuming. Well, that's what a that's what a ranger, that's what a, you know, whatever marshal. I mean, whatever you want to call him, you know, he was a ranger. That's what they did. They yeah. they covered they a ranged. lot of fucking territory. Yeah. Uh, so the primary objective of his crew for a really long time was fighting off Comanches that had been kind of coming into that area uh-huh. and just yeah. fucking up Texans and um, kidnapping people. Raping, pillaging, you know, savage, you know, savages, obviously, as they would have been referred to. Yeah. You know, um, Indians. Yeah. Redskins. Whatever whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, But Texas was not in a good financial spot at this point in time. So quite a few of these ranger elements were disbanded, including Company A, where he was. Yep. Um. By February eight, uh, by, by February of eighteen seventy four, he was back as uh, back at work as a carpenter, but by May of that year, he had been called back to the ranks of the Rangers because there was more native raids going on in Texas. They become more frequent, more violent, and yep. Eventually, you have to go. Fuck it, we'll just spend the money to get people out here to keep these guys from, you know, fucking up what's rightfully theirs. Whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So from December, 
Oh, I'm sorry. So from May to December, he's he spent his days chasing Indians and sleeping on the trails until December 15th when the company was disbanded again. This time he decided to call it quits for good as a ranger. Again, goes back to Colorado County, uh, working the family farm, goes back to work as a, as a wheelwright. Um, kind of works between the towns of Mentz and uh, Alleytown, which are kind of one to each direction of, uh, of Columbus, Texas, where he was based out of for the most part. It's, pr- it's kind of important to, uh, to mention that by all accounts, he's, he was a pretty good guy until he got into the liquor. And then he turned into a monster. <laughs> yeah. Shit happens, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, things happen, you know, I mean... he, he'd get shit house drunk, pick fights with people at saloons. And most of those would result in gunfights. Which he was real good at. Well, I mean, not everybody's fucking Wyatt Earp, who's, I've been told, you know, by my aunt that and uncle that he was just a complete asshole, you know, most of the time. Kind of had to be, though. Get the job done. No, he was just an asshole. Like, I mean, she's related to him, so she can say that. But I'm saying, you kind of had to be doing that job at that time. You had to be an asshole. Yeah, but it wasn't just him doing the job. It was just him normal. Oh, okay. You know, like his brother, who got was an asshole too, and one of his brothers who actually ended up getting gunned down in, I believe it was California, because he was a piece of shit. Probably, yeah. There was a bunch of them too. He had a. It's just like one of his younger brothers. It, it wasn't just you know like Virgil and Morgan. There was a no. bunch of them. No, no, no. I mean, well, technically, well, in the what well, they don't show in Tombstone. That well, they show Virgil and they show Morgan. Yep. But then there was another brother. Too. Yeah, there was there was a couple other brothers. Well, no, another brother that was there. In oh Tombstone. yeah, Tombstone. Yeah. Because in Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner, they show him the other the brother. inferior Tombstone movie. <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from Kevin Costner as you know a Wyatt Earp because I thought he played a really good fucking role. You know what they say when you're dying, you see a light. That's bullshit. I can't see a goddamn thing. I can't see shit. I love that movie. Yes. Um, so one of these instances where he was pretty well fucked up, he's riding out through the prairie of uh, in the area of Bernardo, and he bumps into a guy that he'd been feuding with for a while in town. Just kind of arguing over, you know, small things here and there. But you're, but he's drunk. Yeah, he was generally pretty drunk most of the time. Um, the pair exchanged words and eventually dismounted and the pissing match continued until the other guy ended up bleeding out in the dirt and uh Stoudemire riding off. Uh-huh. Doesn't you know he doesn't take shit from nobody. Uh <laughs> on another occasion he went uh he went to a little party. There's about 50, 60 people there. And as parties tend to do, had booze. And what's he like? Uh women. He likes well he likes that and he also likes alcohol. Okay. But he's a bad mix with alcohol. What? I'm playing with my shoes. Fuck off. You fucking girl. You got a new pair of shoes? Because I blew my Merrells out. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll cut that part. Asshole. You know, <laughs> so he got into the hard stuff pretty hard. Uh, really? He did? Uh-huh. Got into a fist fight with several men at the same time. At which point in time, he pulled his revolver and shot one of them. <laughs> Wonder what he was using at the time. Wonder what he was using. I don't know. I couldn't find anything. Um, I mean, a lot of those guys back then would have. It would have been like forty-four long Colt. Um, 
depending on what they have. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess peacemaker, a, uh, single oh. action army. I, it's hard to say. How well? I mean, how when was this? Seventy four? Uh, yeah, around there. So, well, they would have had you know a uh, a cult with the six. You know, six uh, six bolt yeah. chamber. And... Yeah, but th- most of the time it would have been in like. I know they um, did. They had a lot of weird fucking calibers back then. You had like forty four yeah. long Colt. You had like thirty. Was a thirty six. There was a thirty two. But the only guys you really hear specifically about their guns that I can note off the top of my head are, uh, fucking White Earp, Peacemaker, and Doc Holliday. Because he carried smaller ones, because he wasn't a he wasn't a big dude. He was a pistolero. Yeah, he was fucking quick, and he had those. <clears throat> they were like thirty twos or thirty six or something like that. They were really yeah. short, small little pistols. Wasn't but he the, was just lightning quick. It wasn't. Uh, uh, what's his name? Wasn't uh, fuck. Uh, what's his name was shot with. Ah, um, uh, the fucking dead man's hand. Um, damn it. He, who, um, I don't know. He was shot. Wasn't he shot in two? The birdcage, right? Police officer. Uh, he was a U.S. U.S. Marshal. Bat Masterson. No, 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 no. He was a famous lawman with uh, uh fuck. Oh, somebody. If you, if you keep this in, somebody's gonna hear it. And it wasn't uh, it wasn't Garrett, was it? Speaking of pieces of shit. Yeah, it might have been Garrett. Pat Garrett. Yeah. No, was it Pat? I don't know. Maybe it was Pat Garrett. Uh, he was definitely a piece of shit, though. I don't know. He was shot while playing poker. Yeah. He should have been shot long before that. In the back of the head or something. Somebody fucking thought he was cheating or whatever. Probably was if it was Pat Garrett. Maybe, I don't know if it was. <clears throat> maybe it was Pat Garrett. Well, anyway. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's off topic, and you probably don't cut that. So. so so anyway, he <laughs> he fucking shoots one of these guys, and then he gets tackled by him, by the rest of them. Uh-huh. And a deputy happened to hear everything going on, came and... uh chained him to a chair <laughs> stay here until you sober up then we'll figure it out and left okay yep he left one of these party goers to just kind of keep an eye on him you know don't let him go anywhere if he wakes up just you know keep him calm unfortunately the babysitter fell asleep and dallas freed himself and took off into the night since when the deputy returned to find an empty chair he couldn't charge Stoudenmire with anything because can't charge him if he's not there not there um this was while bill hickok oh was was it bill hickok okay yeah uh stoudenmeyer was also pretty good friends with a pair of brothers and i i cannot make these fucking names up tuck and buck hoover (laughs) tuck and buck wow yeah his parents were like fucking bored gayest tag team ever yeah. <laughs> What's up, talking Buck? <laughs> so the Hoover brothers got into a disagreement with another set of brothers, uh, referred to as the Sparks Boys, over some open country around Eagle Lake, where uh, both sets of brothers are trying to um, graze their cattle. And, of course, you know, this land ain't big enough for the, the, the two of us. Yeah. So that's how that shit works. Yep. So being the good friend that he was, Dallas showed up and kind of backed his buddies up. Discussion gets heated. Dallas and Tuck clear leather and seriously wound one of the Sparks brothers 
and kill one of their uh, ranch hands, Benton Duke, another fucking great-ass cowboy name, Benton Duke. God damn. You know that guy? You know that guy had a fucking fantastic mustache. There's no way he was a fuck. He he, he must have been a fancy boy. They also killed his teenage son, though, so just for good measure. No. Um doesn't have any real effect in the story, um, but it, I did find it in a couple of sources where I had to keep this in because it's just so stupid. Uh-huh. September 14th, 1876, he's um, brought in to sit on a jury for the trial of a public outhouse. Yep. Public shitter is on trial as a public nuisance. Um. The outhouse had no legal representation. It was found guilty and ordered to be cleaned. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're fucking with I me. I swear. Why, why would I make that up? How could I make that up? I know it sounds like some blazing saddle shit, but it actually happened. There is public record of it. Shitta, I found you be to be dirty, sir. And you since sh- your representation has seen it fit to not show up for your trial, <laughs> I do sentence you <laughs> to, to be a good clean. cleaning. If good day, sh- sir. Leave my courtroom. If you shall not be cleaned within five days, <sighs> we will dismantle your ass. Ooh, no disassemble. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly after the... Uh, the, the shithouse trial, he moved up to the panhandle of Texas um, and worked on a sheep ranch for his uh, his sister and her husband, Samuel Dot Cummings. Dot Cummings is going to play a huge role in Did this. Did you say Dot or Doc? Doc. Okay. Doc. Um, while he was there, he also contracted VD, and it's unclear if it was from a lady um, or one of the sheep. Either way, he ended up going to San Antonio to get his... Uh, Get his pussy dick filled, fixed. Oh, fill pussy, it? pussy dick fixed. Aha. Uh-huh. There we go. Didn't get it filled. He got it fixed. Yeah. I also gotcha. just realized I typed this as pussy dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, the treatment was a success, and he ended up going back to. Uh, he ended up going out to uh, Sicaro, New Mexico, where he was elected town marshal due to his military and ranger background. Um. There was a rumor of him gunning down some half a dozen ma- uh, men between Bern- uh, Bernardo and San Antonio, uh-huh. and that kind of helped get the job too. You know, they're like, "Oh, this guy don't f- don't take anybody's shit. He'll fucking he'll smoke anybody who steps to him. He doesn't care." And spoiler alert: he continues to not care. Uh, there's also some kind of rumors or you know hearsay that. He may have been a hired gun during the El Paso Salt War in the winter of 1877-1878. What's a salt war? I hear you asking in your brain. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a small-scale war over a series of salt mines at the base of the Guadalupe Mountains in western Texas. Why? Because I had to know. I couldn't just say salt war. What the fuck's that? Sounds like some Star Wars shit. I didn't know we had salt mines. This fucking Wild West dune. He controls the salt, controls the earth. I just didn't know we had salt mines. Oh, yeah, we have salt mines. I did not know that. Did you know that, like, 95% of the black peppercorns in the world come from uh, from India? Had no fucking yeah. clue. Well, yeah, because they, they, they actually have uh, um, a variety of pepper yeah. there. Yeah. Like, I mean, like a, var- a huge Shitloads. fucking a variety. Have you ever had white pepper? 
know, but I've, I've, That'll I've knock heard your of fucking it. socks off. That stuff's good. I've heard of it. It's I've got a little bit, a little bit more uh, heat to it than black pepper. Um, they good actually chip. have uh, what is it? I saw. I was watching one of those cooking shows, and a guy went to one of these, um, like markets or whatever, or where they're being sold, and there was just fucking like I don't know, probably. I'm gonna say it, this might be too much, but thirty different maybe. You're probably not wrong. Varieties. I'm like the only like, ones I've ever had it. are the. Uh, if you buy like the, uh, there's some salt. There's some pepper grinders like the McCormick ones that'll have uh, black, red, and white in them. Yeah, that shit's good. Huh. Real good on steak. Hmm. A little extra. Mm, yeah, hmm. you like it anyway. <laughs> After a few years of doing a decent job in Sicaro, he's hired on by the town of El Paso. Okay. Which at this day, uh, pretty big at the time. Right. But it also had a nickname. Did good old El Paso. Okay. It was so violent and just unruly that the newspaper had taken to calling it Hell Paso. Oh. Very clever. Well done, 1800s reporters. Some okay. shit doesn't change. <laughs> you guys are still that uncreative. You know, listen, you ha- there's only so many blocks and so many so much printing you could do. Because they're printing still by blocks. Yeah, but still. Uh, over the course of eight months, eight months, not even a full year, six marshals had come and gone. Um, <clears throat> either leaving town for just being shitty at their jobs or you know, basically being kicked out or being killed on the job. Okay. So they lost a lot of marshals. Uh, Dallas Stoudemire would be marshal number seven for that year. He's sworn in April 11th of 1881. Huh. Shortly after being sworn in, he goes to get the uh, the keys from, uh, has to get the keys to the jail, sheriff's office, yeah, and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. Deputy Marshal Bill Johnson. Okay. Name's going to come back up again. Who, aside from being the town deputy marshal, uh, also moonlighted as the town one of the town drunks. Okay, so, yeah. Stoudemire approaches him. Asks him for the keys. Hey, I need the, I need the keys. I got to get into the office. Gives him a rash and his shit. Starts running his mouth. Oh, I, I don't know which key's which. And he's fumbling with shit. I think they're back at my house. And uh, Dallas grabs a hold of him. And I saved it until here <laughs> to give you a scale of just how large this man is. So Dallas Stoudemire is a big fuck, especially for the time. He was six foot four and well over 200 pounds. Big son of a bitch. Yeah, that's a big dude. <laughs> that's even for now. <laughs> he's built. He's built like a fucking linebacker. Yeah, or free safety or some shit. He's a big dude. Still a big dude. Yeah. So having had just about enough of his shit, Dallas legitimately tips him over upside down and shakes his pockets out and gets his keys and drops him on the ground. <laughs> Picked him up, spun him in midair apparently, and shook him out like a fucking little kid. So little did Dallas know that the deputy that he had just Wild West shugnighted was in pretty tight with a, uh, a crew of rustlers known as the Cantillo uh, Gang. The gang took its name from the ranch of its leaders, James, John, and Frank Manning. Again, remember those names are going to come back up. They controlled a large area uh, that sat on both sides of the Rio Grande River outside of El Paso. So they owned land in the U.S. and into the Mexican half of the 
the Rio Grande Valley. They also owned a handful of Texas Rangers, which is bad. The next day on the 12th, one of the uh, one of the uh, farmhands of the Manning game, gang, Jesus Christ, Manning gang, and again, great fucking cowboy name, Johnny Hale, uh, and some of his boys went south, uh, south to uh, El Paso, Mexico, and they had stolen 30 head of cattle from, <sighs> I love these names, Don Yosinte Okoa. Fucking yes. Um, and he uh, he was also the like, unofficial mayor of the Mexican side of El Paso. Um, he complained to Ranger Captain George Baylor uh, because he didn't know if, if Stoudenmire could be trusted or not because he was so new. Uh-huh. And he didn't know if he was one of these corrupt guys that had been in and out of there. Um, so Baylor sends out... Uh, uh, I don't remember his rank. Fuck. Uh, Ed Finch, who was a ranger, um, he collected 10 f- uh, federales from the uh, Mexican side and Akoa himself, and they headed to the uh, the Canatillo Ranch to just kind of inquire about my cattle, you know. So bad news was that three rangers had been killed at that ranch earlier the year, in that year. So it's not a not not a place that you go to lightly. You, you've got to go there and, you know, be willing to fucking get into a fight yeah yeah yeah. uh so hill kind of stayed tight-lipped when questioned by finch and after a while finch kind of took off with uh with finch took off with eight of his followers um and two of the uh the federales kind of remained just kind of you know circling the area just keeping an eye out you know um shortly after hale and a couple of his boys went out and gunned him down uh, April 14th, the two missing Mexican men were found and Baylor returned and arrested some of Hale's posse and took them into El Paso for processing. Couldn't get Hale because he had taken off. He had gotten word that, you know, the Rangers are coming in. You might want to leave. Marshall Stoudenmire, uh, was there at the hearing, uh, for those guys <clears throat> the day because they brought him in and you're having your fucking hearing today. Yeah, we yeah. don't fuck around. Especially when it comes to stealing livestock, because guess what? If you're found guilty, we're gonna kill you. You get hung. Yes, you it was mostly for horses. Stop. But if you're stealing cattle, at, no, that's at, cattle at, rustling. At that volume of cattle, they're gonna fucking kill you. I don't think it mattered <clears throat> what the volume was. I think it was cattle rustling. Was cattle rustling? You're gonna die. It's not a good thing. No. And this is this is a state that has upheld its reputation for quite some time for killing people post haste. Yeah, <laughs> after I mean, fucking <clears throat> after a trial well because cow, i mean cattle at the time were that's, that's your livelihood your livelihood that's you know your that, put food on your table yep possibly food on other people's tables yeah you're selling it you you're know, keeping what you can to to feed your family you're taken away from many people because you wanted to steal those well that's someone else's property well guess right what? and you had to have a, a sizable herd because this is pre being able to, you know, keep food long. Yeah. So, you, you know, every, you know, every week or whatever, you go out and you fucking drop a cow, you got food for a week. I mean, some, you know? some places had like, you know, uh, like cold storage. Some place, some, if you, if you had. El Paso was not one of them. No, <laughs> not really. I mean, but then they probably trucked in some, you know, got some ice or something trucked into places. I, I don't know. Um, so anyway, Stoudenmire sat in on the hearing um, and got a 
firsthand account of how kind of fucked this town is with corruption. The rustlers were released within hours pending a future trial that would never actually take place. And the bodies of the two dead, uh, two dead men were sent back to, uh, back to, uh, the Okoa ranch for burial. So town's not good. No, 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 not, not really. So not long after that, he was confronted by former Marshal George Campbell uh, that had been fired for his ties to the Manning gang. And uh, he was fucking wasted. He's out in the streets running his mouth to, to Stoudemire and uh, says, quote, I'm going to try you out within five days. So he, he you know, started harassing other people, including Constable uh, Kremko. Uh, and this was on a regular basis. Anytime he saw this guy, he was just up his ass. Just think Ike Clanton in Tombstone. Okay. Just a drunk dickhead yelling at anybody that'll listen to him. Yeah. Just a prick, you know. Um, within the week, Johnny Hale rode into town and started his shit again. Uh, Stoudemire was sitting at his brother-in-law's uh, restaurant, The Globe, when a shot rang out that killed the constable, uh, Kremko. Stoudemire steps out of the restaurant, both guns in hand, kills Johnny Hale, George Campbell, and an unarmed bystander by accident. (laughs) So this became known as the four dead in five seconds gunfight. Pretty well known one, because like, uh, apparently from eyewitness accounts, he came out and he's just fucking bang, 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 and just dropping motherfuckers left and right. Including a dude that was probably just, you know, (laughs) standing there watching shit. Um... So newspapers as far away as San Francisco and New York carried stories of this shootout, um, making Stoudemire a nationally known name. So now people know who he is, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Also, he wouldn't face any charges for killing the bystander because there was a law that protected lawmen from prosecution for hurting or killing a bystander while doing their duty. Which, probably not great. And unfortunately, it still kind of applies today, you know? (laughs) Well, sort of. Sort of. I mean, but not really. I mean, you know, you kill a bystander, you know, you're going to fucking pay for it. Yeah, or you're going to be sent home on paid leave for a couple of weeks. That happens pretty frequently. Between April 1881 and February 1882, uh, Marshal Stoudemire would gun down an additional seven men in El Paso in the line of duty. He's taking nobody's shit. Like, you don't fucking come to El Paso swinging your dick around and not expect to get it slapped because he's going to. So shit gets interesting again on April 17th when Dallas is out on night patrol in the streets of El Paso uh, with his old buddy Sam Cummings, his brother-in-law. Yeah. Bill Johnson, former marshal, stepped out from between a couple of buildings and opened uh, opened fire on the pair. He did this because George Stoudemire, uh, because Dallas Stoudemire, had killed his former boss, George Campbell, in that last big shootout. So these two were tight. So cool as a couple cucumbers, Dallas and, Sam, uh, Dallas and Sam ventilated his ass, hitting him with a total of eight shots before he hit the ground. Okay. Pretty fucking good at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so needless to say, Mr. Johnson didn't make it. He didn't pull through from his injuries. Aww. Um. So... <laughs> Immediately after this, gunfire erupted from the from the saloon that uh, Frank Manning owned. An unknown member of the gang fired from inside, clipping Stoudemire in the heel. Fucking out. 
Ow. Getting shot in the fucking heel. No, thank you. Um, so this didn't stop this crazy son of a bitch. He and Sam rushed into the saloon, which caused the gang members inside to slip out the back door and escape into the night. So Dallas kind of had to obviously had to step back here for a little bit and recover from his injuries. Um, while he did that, he had deputized Cummings, uh, who then rounded up 35 men that would become known as the Law and Order League, which is kind of fucking lame, but hey. Um, the Law and Order League. Yeah. Dum, dum, dun, 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 okay. Dun. Oh, shit, you got to do that? Like, how'd you do that Old West style? I don't know. Somebody will figure it out. Um, but the Law and Order League would be used to uh, patrol El Paso while uh, Stoudemire drank off the bullet hole in his heel. I think it was just be. <laughs> just fucking the, the theme song from fistful of dollars yeah um so he was uh he was at a texas rangers camp again like i said drinking off the the bullet hole in his heel or would it be just a lever action you know you know i think it would be the updated Gunsmoke theme song Gunsmoke just kind of like updated a little bit i don't know or maybe some shit from like yellowstone Okay. Be pretty good too. Great fucking show. It is. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I, I have to re. I have to start it because I didn't watch the entire thing. I just kind of came into it while Shelby was watching it, and I watched like half of season two and part of season three because uh, I was like, I don't want to keep watching this because I have to go back and actually watch it. Yeah, you you need to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So to alleviate, uh, I'm sorry, to help alleviate the pressure in the town, uh, Captain Baylor of the Rangers. Sergeant James B. Gillett, and it is not Gillette, it is fucking Gillett. Okay. And seven other Rangers also went to El Paso and uh, kind of informal, uh, informally joined up with the Law and Order League. Uh, because, well, well, Dallas is gone, El Paso is becoming a shit show. Over the course of the next few nights, and this is, this is where some tombstone shit starts, and I love it. The Law and Order League would frequent regular hangout spots of the gang and leave nooses hanging in the bars. <laughs> in retaliation, the gang tried to kill Deputy Marshal Jones in his sleep, but luckily for him, all they hit was bedroll. Okay. Douchebags. Take that. Yeah, motherfuckers. So April 24th, seven days, a fucking week after getting part of his fucking foot blown off, Stoudemire returns to duty. And the uh, <laughs> the Law and Order League disbanded, except for uh, five of the Rangers that remained in town, to, you know, to help out. Things stayed exciting for the fine people of El Paso. Well, on May twenty eighth of, of uh, eighteen eighty one, the first train arrived after the railroad was completed. So, with the railroad came the Chinese immigrants that built the railroad, and like any other group, there's criminals among them. Not saying that all, not saying that all Chinese immigrants are criminals, but there are criminal elements that, that were there. And uh, when they kind of rolled into town and got settled in, a small-scale Tong war. Um, to- Tongs are like small Chinese gangs. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was a Tong war? Yeah. <laughs> now they're using salad tongs or like blacksmith tongs. Because the blacksmith tongs, you can fuck somebody's day up with those. Those things are hard. I don't know. I mean, there's different types of tongs. There's little small ones. There's big ones. There's. Right. I mean... I mean, blacksmith ones are like you gotta fucking use two hands. You know, some are like well, they make smaller ones, but they're still heavy. They're fucking cast iron. They're they're all there. Um, they're a metal. So after a few nights of gunfire in the Chinese quarter, Dallas stepped in and shit died down on the violence side. The war continued, but it was it was quieter. With uh, 
a lot of poisonings, beatings, and garrotings taking place instead of shootings. Because, you know, you're still going to be violent. You're just going to be quiet about it. Um, there was even some stories about <laughs> about these guys forcing fucking poison gas through people's uh, <laughs> lock holes in their doors. <laughs> some crazy shit. Um, but uh, June 1st of 1881, bad news stepped off the train in the form of George Felix Manning, who was another member of the Manning clan that had been causing trouble for Dallas since he'd come into town. George Manning was a doctor and everybody seemed to like him with the exception of his support of his criminal kin. Uh-huh. You know, he's a great guy, but his family are a bunch of assholes. You know, <laughs> I mean, his, his mom's good. I mean, his, but, his mom's uh, a cunt. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Hey. I used to want to say that about his mom. But hey, hey, spoiler <laughs> alert. Being a dickhead is genetic in this family. All right. Um, so he, he became a really important member of the community very quickly because, again, he's a doctor. Um, and he used, he used some of his clout to uh, further support of his brother's gang. When uh, when GF was throwing his weight around, uh, Dallas was busy dealing with a group GF. of... GF. Na- yeah. I, I didn't want to keep writing fucking George Felix. So, oh, wow. um, so he's throwing his weight around and Dallas is busy dealing with a group of natives that had come into the area and uh, kind of just started harassing some people on the outskirts of town. Before we go any further, I think now will be a good time to take a real quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Whoa, hey, holy shit, what happened there? It's like we hit a wormhole or some shit. Um, <laughs> so to jump ahead just a little bit, uh, November 5th of that same year, uh, Stoudenmire was on the hunt for an outlaw that had just arrived via train and was holed up in a boxcar at the train station. Okay. Our bad guy thought that the marshal was after him. So if you think that this guy's after you, why the fuck did you come to town? It just seems stupid to me, but. Yeah. Well, the League of Merry Men's after him. Yeah. Know? Well, no, he he knew that fucking Big Daddy Dallas is after his ass. Yeah, but Sounds Big like Daddy, <laughs> Big Daddy Dallas, and his what? League... Big Daddy Dallas? Yes, that one. That's not a word. Yes. Well, it, Big Daddy Daddy. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Listen, Dallas and his fucking Merry Men. You know the League of fucking or extraordinary fucking dickholes. Or whatever the fuck they're called, League of Extraordinary Frontiersmen. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and their and their group of Sallies uh, are after him. So, I mean, I'd be scared. So this guy being not real smart, uh, he spots Dallas walking through the train yard, leans out the window, and opens fire. This would result in a running gunfight through the fucking train uh, the the train yard. Ooh. Um, unfortunately bad guy was a little bit quicker and actually in got away um he would later come back into town and start bragging at some of the bars that he had uh he had gotten away from uh from dallas stoddenmeyer seems like a real fucking dumb thing to do just if you escaped get the fuck out of town don't no, come back stop dumb come bastard on. you want to brag so this whole time stoddenmeyer is being praised in newspapers in el paso obviously san francisco san antonio and las vegas New Mexico, because real Vegas didn't exist yet. True. So, the real Vegas really shouldn't exist either. There's, it's unnatural to, to live there. 
eh, you know. During the week of December 26th, he was hired out by the town of Rincon, New Mexico, to help solve a string of train robberies that resulted in the loss of nearly $40,000, which the furthest back my inflation calculator went is 1914. And in between 1914 to now, that is about $1.7 million. So you go back a little bit further, it's probably closer to $2 million bucks. That's a lot of dough. So he rolled into town the day after Christmas, December 26th. But December 28th, he had nabbed the two men responsible and the three people that had been used to, uh, to launder the money and fence off all the jewelry and shit that was huh. stolen. Two fucking days. They've been chasing these guys for weeks. He comes in and just fucking pounds butt in two days. He's just like, hold my bear. Yeah. <laughs> I got this shit. Don't hold, worry about hold it. Hold my quart of whiskey. I'll be right back. All right. Well, quarter uh, whiskey it is, fine. So in January 1882, he was a, uh, he was off again to New Mexico to help U.S. Marshal Big Tony Nice. Uh, and that was to take down members of, again, I cannot make this bullshit up, the Hoodoo Brown Gang. Which sounds fucking awesome. Listen, let's just stop and talk about Big Tony. Okay. Now, <laughs> I wonder if this was like, you know, he wasn't really big. He just got called that name, you know. I think back then they didn't get, like, they didn't do ironic nicknames. I think he was probably a big son of a bitch. Like, was he fat or was he tall? Both. Probably both. Okay. All right. I would imagine he had, like, a little, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, a little thin, like, Colonel Sanders beard going on with a really oh badass God. mustache, you know. So you just want to punch him. Southwest, so he had a bolo tie and shit, cowboy hat, white shirt, vest. So you really want to punch him. I wouldn't punch him. His name's, his name's Big Tony. He'll fuck you up. He's probably a pussy. There is never been a situation ever in this country where it's been a good idea to fuck with a guy whose nickname is Big Tony or Fat Tony. Anything like that is probably not a good idea because you'll end up dead. All right. You know. All right. But again, the Hoodoo Brown Gang. I like to think just cowboys doing voodoo and shit. Awesome. I, I, I would, probably had nothing to do with that. I don't either. care. I would read that fucking book. <laughs> Supernatural <laughs> Cowboys. Oh, Ooh, fuck yeah, dude. Nice. I like that. So they, they'd been running around fucking stuff up in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, wow. February of that year, a Kansas lawman had ridden into El Paso on the trail of a rapist that had fled to Mexico, and he asked for help getting him. Uh, of course. Dallas had prior engagements with some other things. So he redeputized. Uh, Sam Cummins and allowed him to go with the, with the Kansas sheriff. Yep. Which was a, uh, which was good because Dallas would end up back in Columbus shortly after this with some kind of flu. It's sick as a dog, you know, nasty flu. I mean, that's the flu, you know, does that for you. He, he's too tough to be killed by a fucking disease or virus. Well, you know what? Even the best of them go down. So you know what? To a flu. Well, at least there, Sick with the flu, he charms the pants off of Isabella Sherrington and marries her on the 20th. So, like, five or six days after he met her. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey. Love is love. Well, he's also probably throwing pretty good hips, so she's into it. So, Cummins returns empty-handed. But from there, things didn't really go all that well. On February 14th, James Manning enters the James Coliseum Variety Theater and shoots Sam Cummings twice in the head. 
Kills him. Dead. Dallas's best friend in the whole world, his brother-in-law, partner in crime, partner in fighting crime, as a matter of fact, dead. His brother George and his influence smoothed things out, and James faced no charges. Yeah. Uh, I can Wild see, West justice, buddy. I can see vengeance coming oh. from, like, five miles back. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Yeah. Because, uh... This is where shit is about to turn into a Marty Robbins song and Tombstone all at once. Oh, boy. Okay. Dallas and Isabella return to the news on the 25th, and he is pissed. Well, yeah. He mounts his horse and rides out into the valley, uh, out into the hills, where the gang was known to have a hideout. Uh, when he arrived, he blows away a handful of gang members, and uh, you know he had to kill them because... He'd forgotten his wrist shackles at home. Whoops. Uh, it's very likely. No, no, no. What? No. What really happened? He didn't forget them. No, no, no. <laughs> they attacked him. I'm here to arrest you, but I forgot paperwork. Bang, freeze. bang, 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 bang. <laughs> no, no, no. It was freeze. Oh, you shot me. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> He's got a gun. Bang, 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 bang. He starts mowing motherfuckers down. Um, <laughs> he just hears him here go. He's got a gun. Oh, wait. <laughs> It's very likely, though, that of the guys that just got fucking smoke checked out here in the out in the hills, John Manning is among them because he's he's the one that had the gun. He's never heard from again after this. So either he left town Uh or Dallas fucking turned his head into a canoe. Well, I I like the second option better. A little bit of both. Well, he left town permanently. Yes. You know, and he's got his head turned into a canoe. Back to hell on the back of a forty-five seventy round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when Stodmeyer returns to town, he would start he would, he would start making threats and trying to get any son of a bitch with a surname of Manning to pick a fight. He starts setting up targets and shooting them on the site where he had killed Johnny Hale and George Campbell, just to piss him off. So he knew exactly where those guys died, and he's like, "Hmm, this looks like a good spot to set up my target cans." You know, <laughs> look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some spin shoots. Yeah. Fuck you. The Mannings would make sure that if they had to go into El Paso, they traveled in packs because they knew if Stoudemire caught any of them sleeping, he's going to fuck him up. Uh-huh. That's it. They also started buying up businesses, properties, and politicians in town to try to help them out. They would go so far as to come into town with a handful of rangers that they owned because they figured, you know, that maybe would even some things out. Um, but honestly, on his worst day, Dallas probably could have taken two or three of these fucking guys at the same time. I mean, he's, he's, he's shown that he's not afraid of anybody. Yeah. And he would have, in a, in a uneven gunfight like that, probably would have killed all three of them. Yep. Didn't really matter to him. So with everything going on between the death of Sam and the gang getting more brazen, Stoudemire took to drinking even harder to the point that folks around town, um, they they started kind of saying, you know, he he looks lost without Sam. Hasn't been himself since he died. Obviously. Obviously. These dickheads killed his best friend. He's he's going on a fucking vengeance ride here. It's, exactly. it's going to happen. March 29th, Frank Scott and Ed Scotton, figure that one out, uh, who were a pair of rangers that the uh, the gang owned, were in, uh, were in town. They started running their mouth specifically about Dallas. Uh-huh. Word got back to uh, back to the marshal. 
finished his drink, and he grabbed now Deputy Gillett Sons of bitches are and die. headed for the saloon. He's like, I'm going to have a drink. And I'm gonna kill sons of bitches. Well, he bursts into the uh, he bursts in on Scott and Scott and a few other Rangers boozing it up. And uh, keep in mind these Rangers that worked for the Mannings when they came to town, wherever they went, whatever saloon they went to, they drank for free because the saloon owner yeah, the saloon owners were fucking terrified of them. Uh huh. Because they know if we piss these guys off, that's gonna get back to the Mannings. And they'll either A, kill us, or B, just buy us out of our business and we'll have nothing. So <laughs> Dallas snatches Frank Scott up, pushes him against the wall. Um, he's in the middle of chewing him a new asshole when, the, when both he and the deputy notice that they are in some deep shit. Um, as they're looking around the room, they're noticing at least three holes in the walls where shotgun barrels are sticking out. So James Manning and... Uh, uh, this was set up because obviously James Manning and some of his boys fully intended on if they had to, they're going to kill everybody here. Uh, more specifically, they're, they're, they're shooting for Stoudemire and Gillett. So they're just waiting for their friend Frank Scott to get let go um, so they can kill these guys. Uh, under the circumstances, the marshal decides, I'm not letting go of this dickhead. Uh, uses him as, as a human shield. <laughs> Slowly backs out of the bar. Uh, Gillett gets out behind him. Um by some accounts, he released Scott and then just fucking buffaloed him with his revolver and ran off. So he lets go of this guy, swats him in the side of the head with the cylinder of his revolver and runs. I uh-huh. like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the resulting flurry of indignant letters between Captain Baylor and the El Paso officials over the incident, the Manning brothers were happy to paint Dallas as, <laughs> as if he had, quote, ingested too much alcohol or opium. Uh, doesn't strike me as an opium guy. It's I think this is a this is strictly uh brown liquor and cigarettes, I think is his is his diet. Yeah. Just you know, liquor and hand rolled cigarettes, you know. Well, I mean What'd you have for dinner last night? Mm. Whiskey and a patch of patch of tobacco. Did you eat it? No, I smoked it. <laughs> <laughs> Under public pressure, uh Stoudenmeyer, James uh James Frank and George Manning signed an actual peace treaty on April 16th, which was witnessed by four citizens of El Paso. Of course, neither side, you know, bothered to abide by the treaty and tensions continued to rise. Stoudenmire's drinking continued pretty well, too. On Sunday, May 7th, 1882, Parson Taze, that's another good fucking name, at El El Paso's Church of St. Clement's, used part of his sermon to call out the town marshal's abuse of sub- substances and disrespectful public uh hmm, and dis uh and disgraceful public conduct under the influence of those substances word of the sermon reached Dallas because he was not a church going man well of course <laughs> uh, he reached him that afternoon um and uh very late <laughs> uh, like after hours he starts pounding drink after drink after drink at the Acme Saloon on San Antonio Street. Um, and then he decides, you know, maybe I should go to church after all. And uh, he starts banging on the door and Parson Taze, the, the preacher there, <laughs> opens the door and Stoudemire draw, uh, draws both of his guns and empties both barrels against the church bell. <laughs> So obviously that's not quiet, you know. Uh, 
the, quote, respectable citizens of El Paso were all asleep at the hour and assumed from the gunfire and clanging that uh, that a fire had broken out. Uh, since generally, obviously, this is before phones and shit. If there's a fire, you just make as much fucking noise as you can. And somebody actually, like, roused the fire brigade. Like, there's a fire. No, it's drunk asshole shooting a church. <laughs> yeah. So nobody was pleased to have been aroused out of bed, obviously. And uh, Dallas proved once again that he was his own worst enemy. Fewer and fewer citizens uh, started defending his behavior. Uh, on May 27th, 1882, the El Paso City Council confronted Marshall Stoudenmire in a meeting. Uh, and one member even had a shotgun within reach uh, just in case, you know, Dallas had drank his breakfast again. The council spelled out that the marshal had become too drunk or far gone on opium on most days to perform his duties. And he was suspend, uh, suspected of, uh, oh, he was suspected of pocketing fees from fines to feed his appetites instead of passing those on to the council. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> you're going to try to tell me that, you know, he's the only fucking corrupt cop. The, you know, the only one that's not corrupt in some way. Nah, it's El Paso. That's not how the shit works. Nah. May 29th saw a sober and contrite Dallas turn, uh, turn in a letter of resignation. The city council graciously praised him, uh, thanked him for his service, offered him you know, best of luck in your future endeavor to, uh, endeavors in the community, and uh, unanimous, uh, unanimously appointed Deputy James B. Gillett as the new town marshal. Good on you, Gillett. Dallas remained in El Paso, living off the money from uh, from his share of the Globe Restaurant, which he was a co-owner in with his uh, brother-in-law. Um, and uh, his sister Virginia was still was still running the restaurant. On July thirteenth, eighteen eighty-two, Stoudenmire received another source of income. This time as a U.S. Marshal, um, he was hired on by Hal Gosling. Uh, named him a, a deputy U, uh, U.S. Marshal for the Western District of, District of Texas with headquarters uh, headquarters in El Paso. So he's still fucking drinking and just being himself. And uh, Dallas and former deputy William Page were arrested by shotgun-wielding Marshal Gillett at the Acme Saloon on July 29th. Um, the next day, each man was, uh, was fined $25 and released. Okay. Which so twenty five bucks back then? That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Um, in August and early September of eighteen eighty two, uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Stoudemire helped New Mexico Sheriff and notorious piece of shit Pat Garrett clamp down on train robberies and the and uh, crimes committed on uh, on trains of the uh, Santa Fe Railroad. The pair apprehended train robbers. You know, obviously they they were doing their thing. Uh, September seventeenth, eighteen eighty two. Dallas arrives in El Paso. Fuck, that's so confusing. Larger city arrived in a smaller city in Texas. Uh, he arrived by train with a warrant that needed that needed being served. Um, got off the train, drunk as fuck, proceeds to wander the city, hitting a few more saloons before uh, ending the night at uh, Abby's uh, Abby Bell's Bordello. Stoudemire waited for his favorite girl, quote unquote, Carrie. <laughs> to arrive as uh, as morning approached and then uh so he basically spent the night with her um i'm assuming going over bible passages and playing board games of course of course <laughs> these are good christians down here in texas back then you man you know it 
Dallas spent most of September 18th, beginning at noon, <clears throat> when he finally dragged himself away from his Bible study and board games with Carrie. Um, he then starts wandering from saloon to saloon. Um, as a sort of Manning brother associates kept trying to talk him into, uh, into signing another peace treaty to which he basically was like, Hey, why don't you guys take two steps back and take a big, long suck on my shit? Cause it's not happening. Uh, shortly after 5 30 PM, the drunk and or stone Stoudenmire had begun maneuvering to Frank Manning saloon where he and Dr. George Felix Manning tensely passed the time waiting for another Manning brother to arrive because they're like, we need help. There's only two of us and there's one of him. We need fucking help. <laughs> Eventually words are exchanged and the pair started, uh, started exchanging some pretty close range gunfire and grappling with each other. When you're within grappling range and you're shooting, that's fucking scary. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, the fight spilled out onto the street where Doc Manning, uh, wounded by Dallas's gunfire, managed to shoot Stoudemire a few times until his brother James arrived on the scene and put a bullet in the back of Dallas's head. Um, uh, this this phrase is going to... It blew my mind writing this. Dr. Manning then sat astride Dallas's corpse, battering his face in with his rifle until it was unrecognizable. A fucking doctor! A doctor! A goddamn doctor. He's like, no, this guy's dead. Fuck him. Just smashing him in the fucking head with a, with a pistol. Um, and then his body's dragged off. So in the aftermath of the gunfight, none of the Mannings paid any legal price for what had happened. The fix was in and, uh, it's just how it is. However, doc Manning's right arm was paralyzed for the rest of his life from one of Dallas's bullets. Fuck you. I hope it falls off. As for Dallas Stoudemire, his funeral was held by Freemason Lodge 130 in El Paso. Um, since the lawman had, reser- uh, had received his third degree as a Freemason on uh, January 17th, 1882. So clearly Illuminati cowboy. Oh, of course. God damn it. I'd, I'd read that book too. That's a good Fuck. one. That is a good one. <laughs> I would read it. Per his widow Isabella's wishes, his body was sent to Alleyton, uh, Texas. In uh, Colorado County, where he spent most of his time working on the farms and stuff. Uh, After lying in state, he was buried by Masonic Caledonia Lodge 68 of Columbus, Texas. His grave is in a cemetery in Alleyton by the large headstone. Oh, I'm sorry. But the large... uh, Jesus H. But the large headstone disappeared long ago and his exact resting place in the cemetery is no longer known. So, at the end of it, Dallas Stoudemire led a brutal, violent, interesting, probably pretty fun life. And he died. You want to take a guess how old he was when he died? I'm going to say 45. 36. Okay. He died young. <laughs> well, I said 45. I mean, that wasn't too, too far off. No. But, I mean, obviously also didn't leave a, a, I mean, a handsome than... corpse either. He got his fucking face smashed in after somebody shot him well, in the back of, of the course, head. Of course, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's Dallas Stoudemire. Yeah. I was uh, I was more than happy to do some cowboy stuff. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. <sighs> now, I got to say, I got to tell you who I was originally going to do. And then I was like, you know, I was looking at it and it's like, yeah, that'd be fun. But then there's other people in there that we're going to talk about that. I'll have to have their own episodes, and this guy kind of 
intertwines with one of them. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't kind of, he does. It is story would be better told than I think. Um, I was originally going to cover Curly Bill Brocious. Oh. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. I don't know. This guy just seems way more interesting. Just fucking crazy son of a bitch. But I mean, he he uh, definitely fits the bill of badass. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, definitely, definitely fits that bill. And you know, it, it would definitely hurt my feelings if anybody wanted us to do more uh, Wild West stuff. I, I would hate that. Mm. That would hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's so many. I'm thinking we might have another one. Oh, yeah? I'm thinking we might have a Wild West crime. Oh, yeah? I think so. Okay. I know. I mean, because I... Fuck it. What is it? Who doesn't like a fucking bank robbery? Oh, shit. Hey. Or a couple. I've got a book about bank robberies. I love bank robberies. Yeah. You know, it's, we, it's specifically Wild West bank robberies. You know, we actually uh, had a bank robbery. Well, what considered our Civil War... Thing up here was a bank robbery. Really? Yeah, in St. Albans. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, it was just a group of dipshits from uh, <sighs> that fucking came. That it was. It was uh. Well, it really was uh. Oh god damn it! The. Uh, what was it? What were they called? The Knights of the Round Circle? Whatever the fuck. Oh, Knights of the Golden Circle? Golden Circle, yeah. Yeah. They oh, came fuck, down from dude, Canada. That, that's another one we got to do because those guys are. There's a lot of weird shit going yeah. with that one, too. I think, I believe it was them because they came down from Canada and fucking, you know, nobody got killed. See, I would like to think that Jesse James, when he was up in Minnesota, was like, hey, let's go up to Canada. They just robbed banks all the way back over, then hit St. Albans and fucking took off from there. No, he never <sighs> that came up. so much cooler. No, he never came up this far. I know. Would have been fucking cool if he did, though. No, but the whole plan was, like, go to Quebec or whatever. And, Why? And safety. Because they were in league with the fucking French. Yeah. That's still gross. You know. But, but yeah, uh, yeah. That was pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah. Well, hey, while we're right here, do you want to roll the die for me for my next one? Roll the cube! Oh, Jesus. Okay. Cult. Oh, fuck. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I've never done a cult. You have not. We've jointly done a cult. I've never done one on my own. We jointly did one? Yeah. What did we do? Those French fucks. Uh, oh. Solar Temple. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that, that we both did that. You know, we should do that. Roll for perception. <laughs> we haven't done a cult together in a while. We should do a cult together. No, I got to do one on my own. You've done more. You've done a bunch by yourself. Well, I like cults. Well, so do I, but it's it's my you got to do a crime, bitch. I got a cult to oh, do. No, 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 I know I have a crime to do, but I'm saying I'll do I'll I'll find I'll find a small one. Okay. 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 Sounds good. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, so, why don't you uh, hit us with some of them Wild West headphones, son? Oh yeah, those those Wild 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 West headphones, but made by Sudan. Wild Wild Scandinavian headphones. <laughs> yes. Holy those shit. are the greatest headphones ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking Viking cowboys with headphones. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> uh, Some giant fucking chainmail on a horse with a cowboy hat. What's that? Again, I'd read that book. Fuck. Yeah, they they talk they're like time traveling Viking cowboys. They're like howdy partner. <laughs> just covered in blood and shit. You just, you just, instead of hearing, you know, ah, you hear skull. Yeah. 
<laughs> sidles up to the bar with his horn. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I brought my own. Fill it. <laughs> anyway, go over to studio.com, check them out. They have headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, whatever you want. Find it, put it in your basket, and then go to checkout, put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Yeah, buddy. And since Kevin's been talking, I'll talk some more. Go over to also over to ageofradio.org, check them out. They have, they have uh, you can listen to anything on here, check us, uh, what, whatever episodes we have. You can all check of them. all of them. You can check them out on there. You can check out any other podcasts that you might want to check out because they have everything. They have anything from sports to beer crafting to true crime, comic books, movies, comic books, everything. You can find if your you next wanna, favorite podcast at just, Age of Radio. You, you can sample it there, and then I would recommend you then go over to your favorite podcast. Uh, Place to listen to music, podcasts, whatever. I, I believe they call them podcatchers, and I don't understand what that word means. But I don't know either. Hey, but wh- wherever you like to listen to podcasts, <laughs> download the music, download it on there, and also rate, review, and subscribe if you can on that site because it helps us out. It helps them out. Whatever, wherever you, know. you freely and willingly procure podcasts from. Yes. Uh, and Jesus. You stabbed could... my chair with a fart. <laughs> and if you would like to get a uh, Dark Windows shirt or sticker, you can also head over to DWPmerch at gmail.com. Again, DWPMERCH at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And if you'd like, if you can't for any reason, for whatever reason, if you can't find um, our stuff on our social media, Drop us an email and say, hey, what do you guys have? I am more than happy to send you pictures back. Exactly. Um, and we'd love to sell you. We'd love to sell you a goddamn t-shirt. And if you, and you, if know? you can't get Kevin doesn't answer, just message me on Facebook, you know, because I'll, I'll message you back. Yeah. Um, And I can, you know, or I can get a hold of him and be like, hey. We'll, we'll, we'll telephone it. We'll figure it out. But there's, uh, I'm pretty sure on, on our Facebook page. Dark Windows Podcast. Yep. We do have images of everything that yeah, we it's, have. It's saved right at the top of the page as an announcement. Yeah. So. Um, let, well, drop of uh, Dark Windows Podcast on Facebook. Yeah. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dark Windows Pod. Uh, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm on Facebook. I'm Kevin Heyer. And then he's Kev Carlton. Yep. On Facebook. Uh yeah, and uh... now before we go, I, I gotta show you a picture of this son of a bitch, okay? Because when I tell you, no, he looks like a cowboy. My computer is being a shit, and I hate its fucking guts. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Let's see this ugly bastard. Ugly? No, 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 no. I don't know. I was just saying ugly. Look at that motherfucker. Oh, dude, he looks like a fucking cowboy. Like he, he looks like he could be a banker. Or He's bank a robber. Slick looking dude. Well, everybody thinks that they, you know, everybody's wearing fucking jeans and shit. No, they dressed like fucking good back then. Yeah. Like Tombstone, uh, Wyatt Earp, movies like that, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadwood, they, the people dressed yeah. good because, like, you know, you got to look, you know. Yeah, definitely. But this is also coming from a generation of people that wear fucking sweatpants on airplanes. So. True. Hey, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, though. There is. Don't You don't have to look no, homeless there when isn't. you're on a plane, you fucking bum. No, because sometimes if you're on a fucking plane for hours on end, you, you want to be comfortable. Oh, you're not comfortable in regular pants? That sucks. No. 
Uh, not that I've ever actually flown in sweatpants, but that's a good idea. You know, I've flown in Crocs. I mean, because... I'm going to fly in my fucking boxers then if it's about being comfortable. No. I don't give a fuck. First off, A, you have to actually get on an airplane. Sometimes you just got to be comfortable. You have to get on an airplane first. Well, I don't wear boxers either, so I'd have to wear basketball shorts. Whatever. You look like a piece of... You look like a fucking jerk-off like that, but... I mean... I don't even like going to drive throughs in sweatpants, you know? It's weird. What? Yeah. It's weird. Wow. Anyway. Hey, man. All right. Good for sleeping and well, cruising around the house. Well, with that said, until... Next year, 2022, which is coming very, very soon. Next fucking week. Which, which is the next time we're going to be coming at you with the next podcast. Yeah. Which we are doing a crime yeah. that you're covering. Okay. That's a crime. Yeah. Okay. That's what my, the die roll. It's what the cube, the cube has spoken. The cube spoke. And it's crime for you. And it said crime for me. So. And you said uh, possibly a Wild West crime. We're going to stay fucking on topic here a little damn bit. Damn right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Listen, you inspired me. Okay. I like that. So, until then, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. And I will say, once again, thank you for the downloads. We have reached, by the time hell, we, New Year there. ends, we're probably going to be, we're going to be like, we're at 57,000 right now and change. We're probably going to be 57,000 and change more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which it's is a- cool. Here's to 2020 and hoping it's not a piece of shit. It's 2022. They've all been garbage, so. Well, you know. Here's to 2022 and hoping it doesn't suck every ounce of balls. Exactly. Uh, My my 2022 is going to be good, but we'll talk about that later. It is. And just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Happy New Year. Goodbye. (laughs) 